Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review now. Welcome, everybody, back to uh, yet another segment. Actually, this is the fourth segment in this edition of Camarda's Wealth Education Radio. Got a lot of really good stuff for you folks. Uh, We've been in the Wall Street Journal. Sonny's going to tell us a little bit about that. We have a very juicy case, some real interesting performance information in one of our sizzling portfolios, which I think you'll enjoy hearing about, and and a lot of other good stuff besides. So, Sonia, um, this uh, um, uh, – what what were you going to ask me? What was I going to ask you? I was going to ask if we spent a lot of time in the news in the Wall Street Journal this morning since you're quoted there. Oh, not only was I quoted, but I was featured there. Featured. Th- thank you for wow. giving me the opportunity to appear to be so humble. Absolutely. Uh, my other question Can would be... Can you read through his designations? Did they... Well, that's what I was going to ask. Did uh, they there, actually mention all left, of your designations? Time left on the show? No, we only have 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the whole last three paragraphs. <laughs> right. Tune in for a special show, folks, uh, featuring my designations next week. But right now, we're going to uh, which um, so this is actually we're honored to uh, to have been uh, featured my 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 advice featured in the Wall Street Journal for the fourth time now, um, and this time on uh, on asset protection planning. And actually, son, you were in- involved a little bit in this case, right? So uh, it says the husband and wife were own- oh, 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 husband and wife were owner operators of a large independent theme park, um, and uh, the couple had uh, obviously theme park. There's some risk of people falling and so forth. Um, they had a, a million-dollar commercial insurance policy on in the park, uh, but they also instead they had significant liability beyond that. Do you remember what we talked about when we sat down with them, dear Sonia, embraceable you, you? Yes, yes, I do a little bit. Um, it, we talked about the structure. Well, of, just give us a little you then. Okay, that I can do. Um, they, we talked about the structure of their organization. They're an S corporation. Uh, talked to them about doing a conversion to an LLC to provide some additional protection for them. Which, you know, has been a common theme on the show where we have somebody that, you know, which is very, 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 very uh, prevalent, um, almost ubiquitous, where you have folks, business owners have S corporations and they think they're protected and they are from claims against the corporation, but their ownership of the business isn't protected from claims against them personally, um, which is why a very, very simple tax free conversion, you, with somebody knows how to do it, obviously, because it could, it, could, it could really be screwed up. It's got to be done properly, but it's not expensive, it's simple. Um, and converting it from uh, an S-Corp to an S-Selected LLC makes it nearly bulletproof. Does it not, Moose? Yes, it Give does. Give us a couple of uh, nine millimeters ricocheting off your antlers kind of responses, <laughs> would you? No, that, that, it's, <laughs> a, it's a very good strategy. It's uh, one that uh, we're shocked to find so many of our cl- – so many people we run across don't do this. Their advisors haven't suggested it to them, either their tax professional or 
any of the other people on their advisory yeah, did, team. And, and as, as interesting as that, did you notice how nice my picture was in that journal piece? You see that, Rob? Yes. It kind of looks uh, better than I do, doesn't it? Did you, were you wearing all that makeup, or was that added? That was, that was added by the journal. You know how they are. Well, at least they used one of your... It's a very liberal city. At least they used one of your they, they put a MRSA on Why, what long thing. eyelashes you had in the picture? <laughs> the, uh, so anyway, folks, we need to move on as uh, proud as I am of this and also the fact that I... Have we mentioned Rizalina Barron's name? Me, personally, as one of the best financial advisors in America... Uh, but if you'd like to read this, <laughs> no, he's also, and he's also a doctoral student, 80% through. Right, Dr. Fowl on next week. Don't miss that. It's going to be a great show, uh, on, especially if you, you know, most of, many of you are in retirement or uh, are near retirement, and Dr. Fowl is as good as it gets on very, very, very uh, um, uh, sophisticated and useful and profitable <laughs> retirement advice. So if you'd like to read this Wall Street Journal uh, story, go ahead and Google uh, Restructuring a Family Business to Protect Assets, Wall Street Journal, Camarda, Restructuring a Family Business to Protect Assets. You should get it. Jonathan, I'd like to talk to you now about your charter's portfolio. We, we manage a number of different styles uh, using an institutional-grade portfolio management board approach, which I chair, but you are the portfolio manager for three of our technical strategies, being a chartered market technician. And right now, this year, the most exciting one is Chartist. Tell us what Chartist does and try to explain it, Jonathan, so most of our listeners can understand. I, I appreciate that. Don't go moose on me, okay? I was going to say, uh, un- unlike, unlike the girls in high school in, uh, in the 80s uh, up in New York, I'm going to demoose uh, this interpretation. <laughs> and Aquanet, for that matter. Any of you out there know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah, so Chartist is kind of a top-down technical strategy so- where... Top down, I mean, I look at economic. Uh, so it's, we buy individual stocks, right? This is individual right. stocks, not yes. mutual funds or ETFs. Absolutely. And you're looking to buy stocks that are going up or down. Uh, <laughs> can I think about that one? Can you call me next week? That was Regis? Rob. Regis? That was Rob. That wasn't me. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're looking at sectors that are doing strong and then picking the prettiest stocks within those sectors just to you know, give it real basic. And, then, uh, and that's pretty much what it is, concentrating in sectors that are doing well based upon a macro environment. And, um, and that's pretty much it. And it's usually going to hold 30 to 40 stocks. And uh, these stocks are sold Sometimes quickly if they don't perform. Yeah. And they're held a very long time if they do. Yeah, and, and we're, again, stressing that the, 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 the mandate of the portfolio is to look for stocks that are in uptrends regardless of overall market conditions. So you, you, you think that um, you'd be able to do this, say if we have a correction or a bear market, Jonathan. I know you can't make any promises, but is your... Um, the intention to find 40 stocks that are still bucking that trend and going up? Uh, no, I mean, that's a great question because, no, if, if the market's really dark out there, I mean, this portfolio can condense down to zero stocks, 10 stocks, 15 stocks, 20 stocks, uh, or it could be an alternative-type uh, instruments. But there's always an equity out there uh, that is doing somewhat well regardless of the environment. But if there isn't, this thing can also hibernate in cash. Right. So if, it's, if there's no good, if there's nothing that you think is going to go up, there's an uptrend, then you can go to take the shelter in cash and wait for better conditions. Right. But it's possible in the correction, you might have still 40 good players that are going right. up, and you would be invested in and, them if you could, right? Right. And the mentality is, is to get in that left lane, go as fast as you can when the market's in a nice trend like it is now, so that even if we did go to cash, if we have that much alpha, then clients certainly are willing to pay us as they sit in cash looking for new opportunities. All right, so you, and you've got some performance data here, and this is uh, over what period? This is well, over... I have three periods. I, uh, I only ran the two here, but I, I, the one I ran you last night... Of the rolling 12 months, 
Uh, you know, it's up 15.8%. Uh, market's up about 10.5. So slight outperformance is, the last is, is 12 that, months. Actually, it's 50% better. Is that net of fees? That's net of expenses. And then uh, since October, now, now this odd date that I gave you here, the rationale for 10.17 right. of 14, guys, is when the market bounced off of its correction. And when I started to rotate out of larger caps because of the strong dollar and went more small cap biased, just to show you, that's a, again, that's sector rotation, okay? And then drilling down to the stocks, the strategy is shine nicely. It's up. Uh, net of expense is 27.56, and the S&P's done okay, but it's 15.37. So, again, that's more of a macro shift, and then you pick the stocks based upon that environment in smaller or mid-caps. Two reasons for that. Strong dollar hurts large caps. Secondly, as Jeff was mentioning, a lot of times when I see in people's statements, they have all these large-cap stocks. They are held by ETFs, folks, and a lot of hedge funds trade ETFs. So your brokerage accounts that are supposed to be conservative are generally driven by ETF trading. So I try to avoid that. So let's, you know, just take 10, uh, you gave us a lot of information, Jonathan, as is your habits. Are you sure you don't have a little moose in you? No, don't, don't, don't answer that. Maybe some five-hour yeah. energy. Yeah. 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 Big moose in you. More five-hour yeah. energy, <laughs> thankfully. But the, uh, um, the, the performance numbers just told me up 25 versus 15, give or take, since October. And that's something like, you know, that's like a third better. It's like almost 70% better performance right? And you know, during to, that period. And year to date, 17 and a half versus what? Less than four. Less, yeah, well, quite a bit. Well, wow, that's just outstanding. So, so Chartis is sizzling, folks, um, courtesy of uh, my smarter brother, Jonathan Camarda, smarter in many ways, though we won't, we won't count the ways today. Journal deprived. <laughs> yeah, journal deprived. Actually, you've been quoted in the yeah, journal. Yeah, but, but, uh, not as much no love as you read. frequently quoted, but have not yet been featured. But we'll see if we can turn that around with this charter. Sizzling charter's performance. Folks, when you call in for your free report, and if you'd like some more information on charters, go ahead and mention charters. That's C-H-A-R-T-I-S, C-H-A-R-T-I-S. When you call in for your free copy of our third edition of the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor and how to avoid them, get yours while they last. 800-262-1083, 800-262-1083. While I'm thinking of it, we'll also, for the first 20 callers, throw in, a, while supplies last, again, a free copy of this recent Wall Street Journal feature on our asset protection advice. Those are in limited supply. Uh, the journal actually uh, charges us for the reprints. So um, get them while you can, 800-262-1083. Moving on to our next case. And my goodness, I'm going to drop this on a desk so you can get a feeling for its enormity. Did you hear that, mm -hmm. folks? This is probably... Oh, Jurassic this Park reference. This file is probably two inches thick. And, uh, you know, God bless our staff that crunch through the numbers. Well, I and there's a couple of trusts in here. and Left at the right time. Now here's the man. This fellow is actually 93 years old, and he has got a substantial portfolio. I'll say that this is $12 million. Uh, it's like a little bit less than that, actually. Um, and he is with the same broker that was featured long ago in the Honeymooners, but we won't mention that name. And uh, um, the, again, a very, very similar story. Looking at his master portfolio, and I haven't seen this yet. I'm just looking at the allocation myself now. He's got 5% in uh, small cap, 16% mid cap, 63% in large cap, 5% in cash. So what that tells me off the bat is he's way over-concentrated in U.S. large cap stocks, which Jonathan mentioned a few minutes ago, have really done very little this year compared to a lot of other styles and other asset classes, and maybe fixing for a correction or worse because they've tripled in the past uh, um, the six years or so. And he's got virtually most of his money, two-thirds of his money there. Quick comment to that, Moose? 
Uh, no, I was really thinking about something else because I looked at something else. And what were you clients, thinking about? Some daffodils and, in the forest, uh, it just, maybe? It just, well, it ties into the idea about... <laughs> what, were you, what were you thinking in your head, Rob? Well, St. Augustine <laughs> grass for your toes? Well, it, ha- it has to do with uh, the planning. I had the opportunity to look at some of the estate planning documents for this client. And right. we had one, one, one set of trusts updated recently, and I noticed quite a variance between the new trust and a, another trust that he had that hasn't been updated and how they're treating one of the family members. So it made me wonder, was that intentional or was there an error? Did any not? thought go into that at all? Probably not. And if there's, you know, if there's inconsistencies with how he, this gentleman would like to see his, his money distributed, you know, he hasn't looked at it in a long time, you know, we're going to get an unintended consequence. And I'm, again, I'm just reading this for the first time and uh, looking at one of the trust accounts that you just mentioned um, and then looking at the bottom line, this fella is down on this account, 67, on a million-dollar account, he's down 67 grand. And that's not just this year. That's since he bought all the stuff. We add up each individual position, his portfolio stress test, look at uh, how well he's done on each, what are the gains, what are the losses, and he's down... Sixty-seven thousand in this portfolio, and then another forty-one thousand dollars in uh, in the mutual funds in that portfolio. Looking at another one here, um, and uh, God, pawing through paw, pawing through the pile. Uh, Rob would be hoofing through the pile. Let's hoof it, Rob. Uh, this this account, two point uh, a little bit over two million dollars. He's down eighty-one grand. Eighty-one grand is individual stocks. Now there is a silver lining in his mutual fund portfolio. There are two mutual fund pieces. He's up four hundred dollars. So that's uh, certainly that the broker is uh, the broker is another uh, thousand throwing. will cover the twelve v one fees. About that. Let's see if there is another one here. And uh, my God, the staff did such a good time doing this analysis. Oh yes, there is. As the inches continue, uh, what will we find here? The uh, one of the interesting things is again looking at the quality distribution. I call it bell curve. Same thing. Two A's, twenty one. Um, B's, Morningstar, the converting Morningstar star ratings, a five-star would be an A, a four-star would be a B, a three-star would be a C, a one-star would be an F, and so forth. He's got uh, two five-stars, 21 four-stars, 45 three-stars, 19 two-stars, uh, and uh, zero, in this case, uh, one-star. But again, another classic bell curve. And he's got mostly, he is, he is, over, he, he is drowning in mediocrity. Uh, which is very typical, we find. And what's interesting on this is if it's the same advisor. Rob, we, we got to move on. We've got two okay. minutes left here, and I want to squeeze this in. Okay. He's got, he's, you know he's got an insurance trust. Yes. That the, the agents changed the insurance. They got him to cancel the old insurance. Probably when he's 90 years old. Insurance is expensive at 90 years old. Very expensive. He's paying 100000 a year premium for this thing. We haven't analyzed the insurance yet. You know why? You know what the reason he's got the insurance for? Insurance To pay estate taxes. To pay estate taxes. This guy and his wife are not in, they have no estate tax. They haven't since they raised the exemption, what, four years ago? Yep. So this guy is paying a hundred grand a year. Could you imagine how much life insurance costs when you're 90 years, 93 years old? Paying through the nose for insurance he doesn't need. And three years ago, when they replaced it, he didn't say, Do you think the advisor said, You know what? Why don't you stop cast this thing in? You don't need it anymore. You got no estate tax to pay. Why? Because they made another community. How much they made on this guy? Oh, Probably $120,000 on the insurance. All right, Rob, the last minute is yours. And I was going to say that uh, the, the advisor who probably Just kidding. Son, Jonathan, have something to say now, right? <laughs> use, it, use it wisely, Rob. The, the advisor who gave the subpar performance uh, is also named as an advisor in the trust to manage money going on in the future for future uh, beneficiaries. That's a, that's a stockbroker, right? Who yeah. doesn't have a fiduciary standard. Boy, there's a conflict. I wonder, if, I wonder if his broker-dealer knows about that. They probably wouldn't let him. That's a problem.
Uh, folks, anyway, this uh, um, if you suspect that it, uh, your portfolio might be worth a second look to see uh, some of these kind of shenanigans hopefully aren't occurring with you, call us uh, for your free portfolio stress test when you order your nine biggest dangers facing today's investor and how to avoid them. Uh, and uh, tell them that you want a portfolio stress test, and we'll make sure that uh, we code it for that. Uh, you need to call us at 800-262-1083, 800-262-1083. And that is the end of our straight man, uh, the print straight uh, you presentation. Hang on for Cousin Vito Kamada's market update uh, and uh, all the cast of characters that he drags behind him in that panel truck. Stay with your Kamada Wealth Education Leaders. Commander Wealth Leaders' levity is intentional as we aim to be the car talk of financial radio, entertaining, hugely funny, and offering penetrating financial insight and rare expertise across a broad spectrum of wealth-related topics. We're dead serious about money, but want you to have fun, too, and laugh all the way to the bank. Unlike many financial radio shows, this is not one long commercial or constant annuity pitch. I hate those constant annuity pitches. This is Wealth Education Radio, and we aim to share best financial practices that can truly supercharge your wealth. Do we expect some of you will want to become clients? Sure, but because the chemistry is right, and because you come to believe that the wealth leaders, that's us, can get it done better than your other choices. That's your decision. But when it comes to investing, we're fiduciaries. We put our clients' interests first, and that's a promise you can take to the bank. For more information and free reports, call us now at 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Do it now while it's on your mind, folks. Folks, you are back with your Kamada Wealth leaders here on Kamada Wealth Education Radio. The favorite time of the show is when uh, Cousin uh, Vito, alias Hot Stocks, Johnny Kamada, gives us his uh, salient and uh, succinct and skint lady market update. Johnny, what's going on? Excuse me, Cousin Vito, what's up, Don? Yeah, well, uh, today we're going to have a parade of guests uh, that are just going to uh, continue to walk us through the market and uh, you can try to guess who they are as we go along. We've had uh, definitely some requests for this. So let's kick it off, Rob. You have a uh, quiz, quiz, uh, quizlotic, uh, if I can make up a word, please. Uh, the cavalcade of impersonano. You know, I've been uh, listening to the pundits this week, and it looks like global stocks have regained some footing. What say you? Rob, it's good to see you. <laughs> Always good to see you, Rob. You're looking real, real slim there. Well, here's what we have. On the heels of the Greek-Germany agreement, uh, not so much. Uh, actually, right now, the, uh, the Greek situation is certainly getting ugly over there. But right now, what you have is markets still showing some resilience. NASDAQ, EFI, and S&P 500 uh, looking pretty good after short-term pullbacks and uh, certainly looking ahead to the upside despite the drama happening overseas. Now, you know, you know, um, uh, Rob, uh, you know, to continue on, uh, the, uh, the 10-year yield... Oh, uh, you know, last week the surge is continuing its uh, its uptrack. So again, rising rates. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're good for banks and insurance companies, but uh, not so much for utility companies. And uh, you know, your uh, your high yielding MLPs and such. So you're continuing to see rising rates certainly eviscerate some of these high yielding uh, securities and bonds that you've seen that have gone up over the last few years. Now, Rob, just to continue on, my buddy, can I get a little closer to you? 
Let's take a... Let's take you, a have, you have to grab the moose by the antlers, Johnny. I'm just going to move Jay out of the way. Only from the front. That was... Uh, that was it, it, <laughs> now, listen. I love, as we I take love a, that giggle. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now Rob, let, let, as we take a closer look at the, the, the rate of evisceration of utilities and REITs right now, uh, you know, these places that have been attractive hiding places the past few years are certainly drying up like lakes in the Sahara. So right now, again, you have an overall market uptrend, but certainly more higher-yielding securities are not looking as attractive with uh, imminent rate rise. Again, it's not about the rate rise itself. It's the actual expectation of the effect of a rate hey, rise. Hey, Johnny, no ear nibbling over there, okay? Okay. Errol, Jeff, what do you have for me, cryogenic Ted? Errol! Oh, cracky, cracky, Johnny. The greenback looks like it's resuming its slumber. Do you see some new lessons from the U.S. dollar going forward, Johnny? Errol, move over, Barney. Yes, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, the dollar and oil continuing their tangle back and forth, but the dollar certainly resuming its stranglehold as black gold tried to move to the upside around, but it's just not going to do it uh, with rising rates on the horizon. If I can just get a word in here, Edgewise, Dad. It's good to see you, but I'm going to put you back in your jaws. The fact of the matter is, is uh, we have a housing situation here, but we're not going to get into that. The, 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 the deal right now is the dollar's going to go up. Uh, rates are looking pretty good, and uh, you want to uh, you want to certainly take advantage of this if you're certain to move into a new house to try to lock into some of the, uh, these, uh, these rates. That's an interesting subject coming from you, Bonnie, but I don't want to digress. The lovely and talented Sonia, what do you have? for the great Howard Cosell. Hey, you, what's up? Hey. Uh, um, so tell us, Howard, uh, what are the strongest sectors and industries for this year and for the past 12 months? Absolutely. Right now, you have a couple of industries that are trending. Look at those sectors. Go healthcare, biotech, cyclicals. Think BMW folks out there. They're up 7 and 4% respectively year to date with technologies and materials not too far behind. As you'd imagine, energy staples, financials, industrials have lagged. But look for financials certainly to make a move with rising rates. Now, let me, let me take over for this cast of clowns over here. As we dig deeper into industry performance, we're looking at pharmaceuticals, retailers, brokers, semis, banks. They are looking to be up 10% across the board year to date, with, of course, gold and oil holding the back end of the, uh, the, the caboose there. So right now, again, with a strong dollar, I'm looking for financials certainly to take a step. Think your Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley's, J.P. Morgan's, those kind of companies, because, again, on the spread, if they can loan you money at a higher rate, it increases the spread of what they're borrowing on. They love high rates. Look at financials as we move forward. That's all I got. Down boy, Rob. Down boy. I know this talk excites the moose, but you stay away from that, okay? Okay. Yeah, good moose. Always good to be next to you, Rob. It is great <laughs> to see you. This is the great Jim Rome, just in case you didn't know. Yes, my wife but, is hotter uh, than a summer day in Santa Barbara. But not, uh, not for long. <laughs> Make sure you play that in Ocala there. So. Absolutely. All right, so folks, uh, as we wind down the last 30 seconds with this week's edition of Commodore Wealth Education, Radio. Hopefully, we have delighted, informed, and uh, um, you, and most importantly, gotten you to think about how to better uh, wax your wealth um, and increase uh, your uh, your riches while reducing some risk. Again, we have uh, a number of these third edition of the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor and what to do about them before it's too late. Call us at 800 262 1083, 800 262 1083, to get your copy while it lasts. That's all, folks. See you next week. You've invested yet another hour in Camarda's Wealth Education Radio, your one source for sublime insight on all things financial. 
As Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind and your mind will fill your purse with gold. Remember the Camarda Wealth Leaders warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet. An offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before we run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profit. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not reflect the opinions of the advertisers or broadcaster. Performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which could reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. Back testing involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Performance results presented do not represent actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Back tested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact of material market or economic conditions or factors that may influence the advisor's decision-making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Back-tested results should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client of the advisor. Barron's rankings are survey-based and not made as a result of primary research by Barron's, but from information provided by ranked advisors. It should not be assumed that all advisor-based data is checked by Barron's.